My name is Pranaya Vatrai, which is kind of simplified name in American version. Uh, the way it's pronounced in Nepalese is Pranaya Vatrai. So we have 36 alphabets in our Nepalese language versus we have only 26 alphabets in English. So there are some words that it's hard to translate when it comes to English language. I came from Nepal. It's a small landlocked country right in between China and uh, India. It is gorgeous from natural resource uh, standpoint, from the forests, greenery, all the Himalayas, the hills, and also the plains. And if you think about Nepal, it's kind of like a brick, and it's divided into three different segments, right? So you have your Himalayas on the top, and then in the middle you have hills, and in the bottom you have plains, which is also called the food basket of Nepal, where you do a lot of agriculture, you grow foods, and then that is distributed throughout Nepal. I grew up in the plains, and although Nepal had most of the highest peak in the world, I had never seen snow before I came to the United States. So people think that I came from a really cold place, and I'm okay with being really cold and with all the snow in Connecticut, which I'm not. I grew up in a very hot place. When I was um, 13, 14 years old, my parents got diversity visa. It's also called diversity lottery. It's uh, the visa that the United States of America issues to the third world countries and to other different countries to bring different diverse population to the United States. So my mother was the lucky one who got the lottery. And they came here and they were not in a position that they could bring the entire family. So me and my sister, we were left behind. Even though you're not doing a white collar job, the money that you make here when it goes back to Nepal and translate, include that foreign exchange, it becomes a lot more. So they really wanted a good life for me and my sister. And that's the reason why they came here. Initially, I was very happy because I thought I was going to go come with them. But we all were happy because we knew there was something brighter waiting for us, you know, if we just get through this whole process. And I stayed my first two years, and that was when I was doing my ninth and 10th grade with uncle and aunt and cousins. And after that, I moved to the capital city because unlike here, when you graduate from 10th grade, you are now going to college. So 11th and 12th grade is considered as college in Nepal. So I went to the capital city and stayed there with, you know, sometimes in hostels, sometimes with cousins and friends and got that education for 11th and 12th grade. And then I started going to college too. I I finished my 12th grade and I started going to college um, in Nepal. Through the midway, I think I was done with my third or fourth semester, and I got the opportunity to come to the United States because my parents, once they came here, the petition for me and my sister to come here, and my sister is still not here yet because when they were here, my sister got married, and now she has child and then husband, and when you petition for all of them, it takes a little bit more time. As I came to the United States, I started going to the gas station. I, I worked there for you know a few months to save that initial money to come to the college. And you know going to a four-year university was pretty expensive. Plus, you needed all the SATs and English tests that I didn't have, and I was not really willing to do that either. So I started with Capital Community College and. I thought, you know, if I had really bad English, they'll put me in ESL, you know, English as a second language, and then eventually I'll go to a four-year college. That was always the dream. As I was going through a school in Capital Community College, I heard about the C3 program, which is Capital Crossroads to Careers. 
which was uh, in in conjunction with Capital Community College, uh, Travelers, that's how it started. And later they involved Central Connecticut University and the University of Connecticut so that after you graduate from Capital Community College, you had a choice to go either to CCSU or UConn. When you are in that program, you also had the opportunity to go through a year-round intern rotation at Travelers. And one of the things that I thought was really tough for me when I went, you know, first went to work to tra- at Travelers was writing emails. You know, I never wrote emails in my life. So I was always scared about, did I write too long? Is it too short? Am I being too direct? Are people going to not like it? So I had to think about all that thing. So I was very nervous every time I had to hit that send button in that email. When I came here, there was a little bit of cultural talk, very small things that we take for granted. For instance, being able to, you know, get up in the morning and take a hot sour, you know, uh, which is inside your apartment. Most of the apartments in Nepal, you had, you know, you rent a room or two, and then there's one common bathroom for everybody in the whole building. But here, it was different. You know, you have your own laundry, you have own small kitchen, everything. So small things like that i felt like wow this is this is what it feels like being in a first world country you know and then the big highways gigantic highways i can't fathom how big the highways are every time i saw one of those things that is very scarce in nepal i said i thought to myself wow this is really amazing having internet in your own apartment having electricity that would not go out unless there's a huge you know storm or the event but when my parents came here, they were one of the very first people who, who came to the United States. There were a few people, but very, very few. You know, everybody is engaged in their own job. My my mother sometimes tell me that she used to go grocery shopping when there was knee-deep snow in the road. And people would look at them like, what are you doing? It's, uh, it's snowing. And they would be in huge layers of layers of clothes. And they would walk to the grocery stores and bring grocery back because... They didn't have car or they didn't know how to drive. So they had to struggle way more than what I had to go through. There were definitely instances that I felt like maybe I can't do this. And I'll give one of the example I can give you is driving. Never been in in the front driver's seat of a car. And my first day when in a driving school, I tried to get into the passenger seat and this guy yelled at me saying, you know, what are you doing? <laughs> You're supposed to be in the driver's seat. That's the whole point of taking driving lessons. I didn't even know what the gas meant. Back in Nepal, we called it accelerator. So we didn't call it gas and then brake and then you have steering. I know pretty much nothing about car or driving, you know. I thought I would never going to pass a driving lessons. I failed twice before I finally got my driving license, but I did it. Sometimes we are very mechanical. You know, you wake up, go to work, come home. You're very tired. Have a dinner. You you do the same thing over and over. And I have seen a lot of people waiting for the weekend. That is the aspect that I miss of Nepal. I never felt like, oh my God, when is the weekend going to come here? You know, even when I was going to school, when I was volunteering in different human rights organization in Nepal. I never felt that. Every day was a brand new day, and I didn't have to worry about when the day is going to end. A lot of things that we enjoy here, people will die for it in third world countries. Even if you grew up in really affluent society, think about how your forefathers 
how your earlier generation, how they struggled to make this country what the country is today. And there are a lot of opportunities in this country. I feel really sad when a lot of people say there is no opportunity. You got to work hard. You got to work hard. You have that courage that you could do things and just believe in yourself.